You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey guys, producer Darren here. Before we get into the podcast, I wanted to give you a quick announcement about a two-day intensive that Cindy is hosting in Tampa, Florida on September 16th and 17th. Are you an entrepreneur who is looking for spiritual and professional guidance from an experienced faith-based coach? Are you ready to take your business to the next level, but aren't sure where to start? Do you have big goals, but need help developing a strategic plan? This class could be the catalyst for a lifestyle shift that will affect every area of your life, including your family, your business, and most importantly, increasing your experience of oneness with God. Spots for this event are limited and early bird pricing starts June 1st. You'll want to go to cindy-stewart.com to get more information and get registered for this event today. Welcome to the Cindy Stewart Podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. Today we're going to talk about a new anointing. Last week we talked about the new way, the new way of, that God is doing things. And he's preparing us for things we haven't seen before. And we're going to see things in front of us that we're going to have the anointing to do. So I want to talk about that this morning. It's funny because... Um, I woke up this morning and, well, actually, the first of the week, I thought, I thought, I am going to preach on this. It's going to be so good, so good. And God was like, yeah, no. I was like, okay. So then Friday, I was like, oh, oh this is going to be so good. I know. So I was working on that. Then I forgot what it was. I was like, okay, well, obviously, that was not God. And this morning, I woke up and I said, Lord, I'm, I'd, like, I'd like just a fresh word today. You know, I just like a word. I wasn't, I'm not even sure I was asking for church. I was just like, I'd like a word today. And he gave me this vision. And as soon as I said that, what I saw was a canvas that was blank. There was nothing on it. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. And uh, I just want to make sure I say it right. And I saw this blank. Then I saw this creative swirl around it that God wanted to release today. A creative swirl around it. And um, I didn't really even know what that, was, what that means. And we'll see if I know what that means when we get done. Y'all may know, I may not know, you know, but it's funny. Sometimes when God gives you the word, the day you're going to preach, you don't even have the time to really flush it out. You just have to trust the Holy Spirit's going to flush out what he wants everyone to know. And then you learn as you go. You're like, that was so good. I didn't know we were going to say that, right? Because the Holy Spirit is, like I said, there's just a new way of doing things right now. Um, and Jean talked a little bit about the outpouring on Friday night and releasing new anointings. And we're going to, I'll just do a closing prayer on that. But I didn't know he was going to do that this morning. He came in this morning and he was like, I'm just telling you right now, there is a prophetic flow coming. And I'm like, yes, I, I believe that that's true. And I also believe there's a fresh fire coming for us. There, there's a fresh encounter for us. There's, there's fresh worship for us. There's something about, um, one of my positive words last week, I post them every day on Facebook and on Instagram was, uh, it's a clean slate. And, you know, sometimes there's just a, something new that God is doing 
and we're used to the old way that he does it. And part of the whole talking to him this morning is it's been a while since I felt like, yeah, I've been receiving this just impartation on the word, but those uh, mystic encounters, those, you know, those type of things, I just feel like I haven't had those as many lately. And then, then God turns the suddenly around and here they all come. Right. And that's what happens. Just these these new anointings, these fresh times, these clean slates that are coming. So we're going to talk about uh, we're going to start with uh, Exodus 31, because when God was showing me about the creative, that's the first place my mind went was Exodus 31. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Exodus 31 one. So, Lord, just open us up. You know, sometimes when we think about creativity, Half of us say, oh, I'm not creative. But God, we know that you're a creative God and you've designed us to be creative people because we're designed in your image. So all of those lies that we're not creative, that we have no creativity, no ability to design and create, we just cancel them in the name of Jesus and release the freedom to receive the words you do have this morning. Amen. Amen. Whew. Verse 1, then the Lord said to Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezael, the son of Ori, the son of Ur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship to design artistic works, to work in gold, in silver and bronze, in cutting jewels for setting and carving wood, and to work in all manners of workmanship. All manners of workmanship. So he was filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with the Spirit of God. He was filled with wisdom. He was filled with understanding. He was filled with knowledge and the manner of workmanship. You know, sometimes when we think of creativity, we we don't think of creativity in a tangible everything that we do. We think of it has to be bigger than that. It has to be something other than that. But when he did that, he created, he, he filled him up and gave him all of these anointings in order for him to work. And it says in here, he was anointed to create, to design. He had to design. He had to work in gold. He had to work in silver. He had to work in bronze. He cut jewels. He carved wood. And then he also, if you go on and read all about him, he's in uh, 31, 32, I think 35 and 36. He also had a teaching anointing so he could teach all the other workers, all the artistic ones that they brought in, all the handsmen, all the craftsmen. He could teach them and what God had anointed him to do. He could pass it on so that they could build together the tabernacle. And I believe that this is part of what God is doing. He is, he's just releasing so many anointings that are outside of our realm, outside of our normal, in order for us to do the work that he's called us to do in this hour. 
You may look at something that he's calling you to do and say, I don't have any skill for that. I don't have any anointing for that. But you know, if he's calling you to do it, he's got the anointing and the skill that he's going to drop into you. So that you're able to complete the calling that he has for this time and for this season. The other part of this is he followed what God called him to do. You know, he got this anointing. He got the assignment and then he followed the leading of the Lord to design and build and, and uh, 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 create the tabernacle. And he used the plans that the Lord gave Moses. So there was such a cooperation of people in order to accomplish what needed to be accomplished. But it came from this anointing of the Lord. And I think I shared this one other time because I heard Chris Vallotton share this. He said that so many times things are prophesied over us that we don't have the capacity for. So we reject the prophecy because we're like, we don't have the, it's, it's not ours. We, we can't do that. And one specific um, example he got is he prophesied over someone about being a musician and a worship leader, about playing an instrument and being a worship leader. And she says, I don't play an instrument and I'm not a worship leader. He says, I'm not calling you for who you are now. I'm calling you for the anointing that God has for you to take. So sometimes in the middle of receiving prophecy, in the middle of a word that stands up off the ground in scripture, and you're just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I wish that was me. That word standing up is, is inviting you in to say, yes, that is me. That prophetic word that's being spoken over you that says, oh, that's not me. I can't play an instrument. It's impossible for me to have a school. Whatever it is where you have pushed back on what God's trying to give you, you've got to repent from that and say, Lord, whatever you have, you will anoint me, equip me and finance me in order to be able to accomplish what you want to do in this hour. And I think that's really key for us right now, because I don't know about you guys. I have prophetic words that have come into action that have manifested completely. I have some that are kind of in the middle. You know, I feel like it's, it's working, but it's not over. And then I have some that haven't even started. But those ones that haven't even started are going to start. I just have to steward them and say, Lord, that word was spoken over to me. I know that it was a good word for me. And I'm just declaring the timing for it so that it can manifest in the time that you have for me to accomplish. So we have to make sure that whatever, because if, if Moses would have went to him and said, you know, um, here's the plans. I know God's anointed you. And he said, oh, no, you know, that's not really my skill. That's not really what I do then what would have happened? Surely God would raise somebody else up, but the calling that was on him for that hour would be missed by him. Okay. I'm not even sure that's what I, well, you know what I was thinking about is, um, you know, sometimes in the midst of prophetic words, and I'm just going to share this last week, uh, or was it the week? I think it was the week before. Uh, I had this, 
And I told Chuck, I said, I had this double disappointment. It was one thing right after the other. And they weren't life or death things, but they were important to me. And when they did not occur the way they were supposed to, I was disappointed. And I was like, Lord, you know, what is going on here? It was like a double doogie and then something else happened. And I was like, what in the world's going on there? And he's like, first of all, don't project how it's supposed to look. Because that will create disappointment in you every time. Number two, you're a solution maker. So what are you doing about what happened? I was like, okay. Sound like something Chuck would say. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it's like, get up and go. But, you know, sometimes in those midst of disappointment, you get a little bit discouraged or whatever that word is. And, and then God's like, you're the one that can find a solution. And so I started working on a solution for it. And the, the people I, were engaged, I was engaged with over this, I started working on it. I had one of my assistants start working on it a little bit. They called me at the end of the day at 6.30 at night. And you know, for me, that's the end of the day. And that's pajama time. And I've already had my dinner. And, you know, they called me and they said, we just want you to know, all of these things that happen, we have taken care of. And not only that, whatever you want us to do, just tell us and we'll do it for you. I was like, okay, God, that's a good word. <laughs> but even as uh, either one of you said today, and then Karen sent me the word, uh, sent me a word yesterday about it. And I want to release this over us today, um, is that God's asking, what do you want what is it you want? I think, and uh, we, let's see, God is asking, what is it you want me to do for you? And I know you, maybe you released that word earlier, but in the midst of disappointment and, and uh, trying discouragement, trying to wedge its way in, you know, God is like, I've got this thing taken care of. So the time you spent being disappointed and discouraged, I was taking care of all of it when you could have been doing something else. I mean, you could have been doing something else uh, instead of, uh, you know, whining. Chuck said whining. <laughs> maybe I was, maybe I wasn't. But I know it's just a simple, simple thing because we all have times where we're disappointed. We all have times where things didn't turn out the way we thought or we were doing this incredible thing and we thought everybody would love it and nobody loved it. Nobody loved it, but I loved it. You know, there are those times where, where we're looking for something else and God is our something else. He is our something else. We're just going to look at a couple of other scriptures because I just want to talk about this a little bit uh, in the terms of anointing. We're going to look at Ezekiel 2, uh, verse 1 and 2. Ezekiel is one of my favorite books to read. And if I could find it. So chapter 2, verse 1, and Ezekiel has had an encounter with God. Uh, in fact, the verse before says he's had an encounter with God, and he says, like the appearance of a rainbow in a cloud on a rainy day, so was the appearance of the brightness all around it. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. 
So he's had this encounter with God. He says, so when I saw it, I fell on my face and I heard a voice of one speaking. Uh, to verse one, it says, and he said to me, son of man, stand on your feet and I will speak to you. Then the spirit entered me and he spoke to me and set me on my feet. And I heard him who spoke to me. And then we're going to skip over to chapter three. So the spirit has entered Ezekiel and he's hearing what is being spoken to him. Chapter three, verse one, it says, moreover, he said to me, son of man, eat what you find, eat this scroll and go speak to the house of Israel. So he's gotten an anointing. He's gotten the anointing by the Holy Spirit. He's been able to hear what God is saying. That's in chapter two and chapter three. He says, okay, eat my words and go and speak to the house of Israel. You know, part of this anointing, this, this new anointing is living out of the consumption of the word. We, we've got to live out of the consumption of the word because as we consume the word and it becomes a very part of our DNA, a par very part of our cells, a very, you know, words become part of our cellular memory. You know, so good words or bad words, they come part of our... So when the word becomes part of our cellular memory, everything we do comes out of the word. And consuming the word becomes the very life and breath of these new anointings, these new ways that God is moving. We got to know the word. We got to know the word. And I want to read the other part of this because, you know, we think, okay, God, anoint me. I'm going to eat the scroll. I'm going to follow you. But for Ezekiel, it says, listen, um, verse three, it says, and he said to me, son of man, feed your belly and fill your stomach with the scroll, with the scroll that I give you. So I ate it and it was like my mouth. Um, I'm sorry. And it was in my mouth like honey in sweetness. That's what the word is to us. But then he gets his assignment. So understand your assignment may be a little bit different than what you think it's going to be. It may be different than your preconception. Then he said to me, son of man, go to the house of Israel and speak with my words to them. For you are not sent to a people of unfamiliar speech or of hard language, but to the house of Israel. Not to many people of unfamiliar speech and hard language whose words you cannot understand. Surely, had I sent them to you, they would have listened to you. But the house of Israel will not listen to you because they will not listen to me. And he goes on to explain to him what he has to do. So with the anointing, with the new assignments that we're receiving, not everything is going to be a hop, skip, and a jump through the park. We may be given hard things to do. But in that doing hard things, God is with us and he has planned the hard things for us to break down and break through so that we are able to walk in the fullness of the anointing that he's given us. And we understand that the new way of doing it, the new anointing that he's given us is so that the kingdom can come the way it needs to come in this time for this season for the people. You know, we talk about uh, Jean said, Florida's always the first. It's true. Florida has a forerunner anointing. That means that we're usually ahead of the curve and what we're doing, everybody will be doing in six months from now, a year from now, 
five years from now, whatever it is. Right now, Dallas has a real reformation anointing going on there. So it just seems like everybody down there, every ministry down there, there is just, uh, it's boiling over in holiness and reformation. So, you know, while we're in this process of these new assignments, God is aligning us with the assignment that he's given us with the right people that will help us carry out that assignment. You know, I'm not called to Dallas to be part of the Reformation. I'm called here to be part of the forerunners. We're called here to break down new doors for the kingdom to manifest so it can go from the foot of Florida into the rest of the states. So understanding Ezekiel was called to the house of Israel, they knew the words he was speaking. They were familiar with the language of the Lord. And they didn't want to hear it. So there may be people who don't want to be a part of your new anointing and your new assignment. That's okay. You just do what you're supposed to do and God will take care of them. We don't have to worry about whether everybody's going to line up behind us or everybody's going to join us arm in arm. God will provide the army around you that you need in order to participate in what he's giving you to do. So sometimes that means you're going to have to shake loose some of the people that are around you now, because sometimes those people can't go forward with you. And it doesn't mean it's a broken thing. It doesn't mean it's a hurt thing. It just means that they're not part of the forward movement for you in this time. They have their own thing. And sometimes we want to drag everybody with us. And that definitely delays our journey. That definitely delays our journey. I'm just going to read one more scripture and then we're going to be done here today. Uh, and I just want to, I really want to emphasize this consuming of the word. It's Jeremiah 15, 16. I was looking to see if we had it up there yet. Jeremiah 15, 16. It says, your words were found and I ate them. And your word was with me, the joy was, was to me, the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. Your words were found and I ate them. That's the impartation for today is that the word of God is to be found by you and you consume it until it overtakes you. Until you live and breathe and bleed the word of God. Amen. So let me just pray over you guys. If you'll stand, I'm going to pray over you guys. And we're going to pray for those new anointings. You know, we've called out a lot of new anointings. Pastor Jean prophesied over everybody today. But there may be other things that God's going to open up to you. So Lord, we just thank you for new anointings. To be married to the new ways that you're inviting us into. And Lord, we thank you for the people you're going to surround us with, uh, that, that they will be just in step, like a Jonathan and David, that they will be in step with us, like David's mighty men, that they, they will run with us, that they will fight for us, that they will be wisdom to us. God, just thank you for the people that you're bringing in to support this new anointing in this new way. And Lord, I just want to 
I just want to release a hunger for your word. A hunger to consume your word, to chew on it, to meditate it, to let it become a part of our very soul, our, our DNA, our blood. Every, every vein, every muscle, every bone will, will be uh, built with the word of God. And that when we're going out, it's the word of God that, that releases the anointing over the new way that you created us to walk in. So God, just thank you that your word is fresh every day. Your word is anointed. Your word always speaks. Your word has power. It has wisdom. It has understanding. It has everything we need in it. So Holy Spirit, teach us as we read the word to be just a ball of fire over each word that we read. And that you will bring understanding and unfold it as we go. So, Father, we just release that over everyone in Jesus' name. And that we are going to be not only consumers of your word, but releasers of your word. And really power brokers for the word of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.